good evening. You've stumbled upon the very first episode of the Ryan Welton Podcast, where I'll talk about digital content, social media, corporate communications, news, food, fun, pop culture, a bit of sport, all with a dose of the humor and middle-aged charm that make me me. So welcome. This is episode one. I, uh, I spent a good chunk of Saturday afternoon at Walmart. I hadn't intended on going to Walmart. I had intended on ordering my groceries online until I noticed that all the prices were inflated. I thought, why am I paying three bucks for, for a, a three-pack of gum? Why am I paying eight dollars for soap? And then I stumbled upon an article from the Wall Street Journal that noted that part of Walmart's new strategy to get people into their stores is to raise or inflate the price of grocery pickup. Now, I'm not talking about a shipping cost. I'm talking about inflating the price of groceries and in some cases not making some staples even available. For example, I wasn't able to order water or certain flavors of gum or even their uh, great value French roast coffee, which by the way is the best coffee in the world. That's right. The Walmart French roast coffee is the bomb. So I, I said, screw it. I just went to Walmart. Now, now, why did I go to Walmart? There is one product that keeps me going to Walmart, and that is their Sam's Choice water. It's because the bottle is the best plastic bottle you can get, and I drink a ton of water. I just want the bottle to be able to sit there and not wobble over one way or the other. I don't know why Aquafina and all these other guys can't make a better bottle. Alas, I ended up going to Walmart, which meant that I was out among people for the first time in a while, outside of work. I've been battling the flu for quite a while. I spent a week of missing work last week, and then this past week. Uh, you, you spent a lot of your time working out the cough and getting your energy back. I have it worked out in two weeks, and you know the thought is is that... I didn't get a flu shot this year. Will I get one next year? Do I regret not getting a flu shot this year? No, because there's no guarantee that I would not have gotten the flu and I had been perfectly healthy with no colds, no respiratory infections, no nothing for 16 months. When I first became a runner, and one of the things I need to introduce is that I am a runner. I am, I am definitely a little bit overweight but I am a runner. I've run two half marathons and I really enjoy the sport. So with that said, and I mention all that because if you look at me, you're going to be like, this guy's not a runner. Well, yeah, I actually am. And when I first started running, I was contracting colds once every two months. Uh, I like to run outside and, and I think the allergies were getting the best of me. And of course, once the allergens come in, if, if you don't do something to get it under control, it turns into a full-blown respiratory illness. So I was getting a cold every couple of months, and I just decided I had to do something. So I started taking a Zyrtec daily. And then an acquaintance of mine, um, a friend, uh, she happened to turn me on to a probiotic, a daily probiotic, something that's a little stronger uh, and has more active cultures than regular yogurt. And she explained to me that most illness really starts in the gut. So I started taking that daily. And I've had a few, you know, when I run, particularly in the summer, uh, it's not anything serious, but like heart palpitations, little, you know, just it flutters a little bit. 
So I, I carry baby aspirin with me and I take one a day. Um, so with that said, I have this regimen of things I take. Fish oil. I also take fish oil to try to keep me healthy. And it had done me well for 16 months straight. No colds, no nothing. The longest streak of health that I've had in the longest period of time. So I feel like this flu bout was kind of a fluke. I don't think the flu shot does anything except causes the body to recognize when there's an intruder, which is the same thing your own natural immunity is supposed to do. So the question is, will I get a flu shot next year? I've gotten a flu shot many years. Um, and there's a good chance I will next year, but it really depends on if I'm able to get through 2018 without a ton of illnesses. If my immunity really holds up throughout the year, I won't feel like I need it come October or November. So that's that. So th that's what's going on in my life. And this is the first episode, so there really isn't a format. But each week I thought I would touch on something related to my profession, my vocation. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I work in, in digital news, and I have worked in corporate communications. Uh, I've been on both sides of the fourth estate, both as a uh, news person. I've worked in newspaper, radio, television, digital, and I've worked in corporate communications and public relations. So I thought we'd talk about digital content on this podcast, social media, corporate communications, news, things that sort of center around the nuts and bolts of what we do on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, SoundCloud, wherever you might be listening to this podcast. And, and the thing that's really in the news right now uh, is the Facebook news feed. At the beginning of the year, Mark Zuckerberg announced that he was going to fix Facebook, which means a few things. It means that he wants to fight fake news. It means that he wants to produce more meaningful reactions, I'm sorry, interactions among the people who use his product. And he wants to wipe his hands clean of any association with being a media entity. So that when people talk about Facebook being a media platform, he doesn't want that. Facebook is a social platform. He wants to wipe his hands clean of the whole thing. And so it's been announced that he's making changes to the Facebook newsfeed, which really aren't changes to the Facebook newsfeed. This notion that they would trim down the algorithm such that family and friends would only see posts from family and friends is an old proclamation. This was announced a year ago. And it's not really something that's come to fruition from the perspective of at least publishers. Maybe brands. When I worked at Love's before I, I work at KWTV, which, which is where I work now, we had noticed a lot of reduction in organic reach, which is why we were spending a lot more on sponsored posts and boosted posts and ads. However, from a publishing perspective in the news world, that isn't there if you know how to create the content that causes people to interact with each other. So it's a wait and see mode for folks who happen to work in news. It was revealed that the news feed status for brands and publishers would largely be based on a two question trust survey where they would ask people, do you recognize the website associated with this page? And number two, what do you think of it? Do you trust the content? And if so, if you recognize the website, if you say that you don't recognize the brand, <clears throat> they're not actually going to count your information. 
However, if you do, then they'll take that into account. And, and what they're looking to find is, does a person trust the content from brand A? There are two types of people. People who follow brand A already. So if I'm following a page, do I trust the content? It's probably presumed that I do. And if I don't yet follow that page, do I trust the content? What Facebook is looking to uh, assess is authority. And broadly speaking, so not just the folks who know about the brand and follow the brand and like the brand and are loyal to the brand, but just everybody in general. So if you're well-known, if you're well-liked, if you have a lot of social goodwill out there, you're in perfectly good shape and you really don't have anything to worry about. If you're creating quality content that produces meaningful interactions, you have zero to worry about. Now, if you don't have a paid plan, you're behind the eight ball. You're already behind the eight ball. If you're a small business and you're not putting dollars into Facebook, yet you're spending everything on print, you're way behind the eight ball. And that can be a topic for a different podcast at a different time. However, I think a lot of the reaction to the Facebook newsfeed news borders on panic. I'm not worried about it. I've done this a long while. The challenge will always be to create good, quality, shareable, engaging content, period, end of story. Right now, I'm working on three websites, and this is a little segue to uh, some uh, personal content talk. Uh, you know, so I work in a newsroom all day, and then I come home and create more content. And I do that because I love it. I don't watch a lot of TV, not at least live TV, I don't. Uh, I read books, and I consume podcasts. Uh, I've always been a fan of radio. And I listen to it all. And I've got three websites going on right now. I've got RyanWelton.com. I've got ILove80sMusic.com. And I've got BeAMediaCompany.com. There's a fourth site on the way. And they're all very young. Back in the day, I managed RyanWelton.com and wrote about reality television. I wrote about American Idol and Nashville Star and Big Brother. And I was getting hundreds, if not thousands, of page views per day. Why I stopped doing that is beyond me. It was a really dumb move, much like it was to, to stop posting videos to YouTube three or four years ago. Dumb, 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 dumb. And frankly, I'm late to the podcast thing. However, I've got three websites right now, and there's no goal beyond satisfying a creative itch. On RyanWelton.com, I write about food, fun, pop culture, yacht rock. Uh, I share my recipes. I share my love of of reality television or at least some of the shows that I watch on I love 80s music I write about 80s music and particularly I write about 80s music charts American Top 40 you know I've got one autographed photo sitting up here in my office and it's from Casey Kasem from way back in the day I used to listen to American Top 40 religiously and I know the 1980s charts I know the American charts better than most people it's sort of freakish be a Media Company is a place where I share some professional opinions about corporate communications and social media and digital content. I hope it's all either fun or valuable, but I really enjoy the process of creating the content. Gary Vaynerchuk, when he talks about clouds and dirt, he talks about the grind and putting in the work and do you enjoy the process. And I've always enjoyed the process of creating that digital content. So I spend a lot of time on these sites and uh, this week on, on RyanWelton.com, uh, I wrote 
about who I think will be in the Celebrity Big Brother house. That's starting on February the 7th. Uh, that's a show that it's one of the only shows that I actually watch live. Um, and Celebrity Big Brother is the first edition of the franchise here in the U.S. Celebrity Big Brother UK is already a big deal. Here in the U.S., it's not going to be such a big deal. They're just doing this to sort of temper the uh, or to, to compete against some of the Winter Olympics content that's going on with NBC. However, I speculate on who the house guests might be, and I've got a guess on the 10 house guests, including Lindsay Lohan, Tanya Harding, Julie Chen had promised uh, an actor and an athlete, and a lot of signs point to those two, and I detail it in my blog on ryanwelton.com. Black China is a popular guess, as is Beth Chapman from Dog the Bounty Hunter. For promotional reasons and marketing reasons, I sort of speculate that, that Sharon Osbourne might be a house guest, and that's largely because she's on the show The Talk on CBS with Julie Chen. Actor Dennis Haskins, Mr. Belding from Saved by the Bell, was seen with Paul Abrahamian at a Lakers game, I think of all things. Why would Paul and Mr. Belding be hanging out? Well, I think that he might be a house guest, as will Lance Bass. It's highly speculated that he'll be in the house. Dr. Matt Eisman? I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. I really don't know who he is, and neither do I know who Johnny Bananas from MTV is. However, a lot of the signs point to him being in the house. Last but not least, transgender YouTube star Gigi Gorgeous is expected to be in the house. That's a, a very, it's, it's a motley crew, if you will. Nobody who's just a giant star right now, uh, but enough of a mix to make it interesting, and it all starts on February the 7th. It's thought that we're going to hear who the house guests are going to be, either before or after the Grammys. On I Love 80s Music this week, I write about Elton John's farewell tour. It was announced that the 70-year-old is going to kick off his farewell tour in September of this year, and it's going to go all the way to 2021. He'll be 71 this year. And by 2021, he'll be 74. So really, why don't you just go ahead and make it to 2025 and really get to the, the grand farewell? It's going to be a great concert, I'm sure of it. However, what I, what I plugged about on 80s music, of course, from a chart nerd perspective, is can you name all nine of his U.S. number one hits? And, and it's, it's hard to do. I wasn't able to do it. There are a couple of songs in there that I never knew or would have imagined went to number one for him, but they did. On Be A Media Company this week, I write largely about the uh, Facebook newsfeed conundrum and the trust survey and give a little bit of advice for small brands in terms of creating content there. You know, one of the things I want to do with this podcast is find what my niche is. And yeah, I live here in Oklahoma, but I want to appeal to people nationally I don't really have a, a strong political bent one way or the other. I just hope that maybe there's something in there that you enjoy, something that's valuable, uh, something that would be worth picking up on uh, week after week. Maybe I bring the perspective of a 47-year-old man. That's, that's who I am. Maybe I bring the perspective of somebody who works in digital content and corporate communications. That's who I am. Uh, maybe, I, uh, maybe we talk a little bit of food. You know, I, I, I put a recipe for my world-famous potato soup up on ryanwelton.com this week. It's not fancy, but it certainly is yummy. Or maybe we'll uh, talk back and forth. Maybe you would like to be on this podcast at some point. You know, this is my first episode. 
nobody might listen to this. It might be that this goes nowhere, but it might be that it really does well after a little bit. I just hope that you find it valuable and fun, and I would love to hear from you. My YouTube channel is youtube.com slash ryanweltonmusic. You can find me on Twitter, at ryanwelton. I'm on Instagram at ryanwelton2013. Why 2013? Long story. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Welton. And of course, right here on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast listening tool. Thank you for joining me for episode one. Check me out next week for episode two.